Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is episode number 276. How are you doing? Apparently, um, and, and I, I find this very, very wonderful. Apparently, uh, there's a lot of new people listening. And apparently the new people are the kind of people that like to uh, send the email. So thank you for that. Um... I really appreciate it. It's really cool because, you know, when you when you do one of these things and people, you know, they go the extra mile to uh, to interact with you, either whether they do it on Twitter or Facebook or email or whatever. It's, it's really kind of a cool thing. And I appreciate the fact that you you dig this program enough to to interact with yours too, truly, even though the sound you just heard was me kicking the fan by accident as I almost slid out of this chair. <laughs> Ah, why the hell did I admit that? I mean, I did not almost slip out of this chair because, you know, I'm not the kind of person that would armor all his chair. You know, be a little sloppy with wiping off all the armor all, begin his podcast and then sit down in the chair and almost slide out of it because I'm much, much too smooth to do that because that exactly that did not happen. (laughs) I should cut that part out. Anyway, folks, um, let's get started. Now, <laughs> if this was a video podcast, I would be like, hey, let's put some videos out of this after almost sliding out of a chair and busting his ass. Yeah, put that out. Well, you didn't see it. In fact, I was just kidding. It didn't happen. Now, let's start. <laughs> uh, I want to talk to you about this. This is this is a pretty I think this is pretty interesting and, and it's really a weird thing. And I know that in the beginning, some of you are not going to believe me when I say this, but it's the truth. Um, I was doing some research for something that I'm working on, a project that I'm working on for myself. And I just happened to accidentally stumble across a porno website. And uh, so I, I click on play by accident. And, uh, you know, and then this attractive woman uh, with a guy who I completely ignored the guy. Because as, as you all know, when you're watching an adult film you automatically put yourself into the film and imagine that it's you in the film and not the chump that you're taking, you're replacing in the film. So uh, even though I did not want to turn to go to this website, nor did I want to watch this video, uh, I accidentally hit the play and I accidentally hit full screen as well. Sometimes your finger slips and sometimes popcorn is there and so's a soda. <laughs> <clears throat> So I watch about seven or eight minutes of this crap and it's cool and everything. It's great seeing half naked, uh, oh my kidding, completely naked, hot black woman, you know, engaged in certain activities. And then after a while, I kind of sat there and looked at the screen and I thought, what am I doing? It's not like I'm a virgin. I've had sex thousands of times in my life. What the hell am I doing? What is this? What the hell? What am I doing? And I closed it down. And I was wondering why I closed it down instead of enjoying the rest of the activities. But then I realized I'm not going to do crap to myself. I'm one of those guys. I'm kind of like a Vulcan in a way. If I have a girlfriend, which I which I do sometimes, uh, I'm going to jump on top of her every chance I get. And when I don't have a girlfriend, I'm just going to chill and wait until the next girlfriend. You know, I'm not and I'm not one of those because I know friend, people are going, yeah, you know, daggone well, you went to that adult film site and you watched that movie and you did stuff to yourself. You know, you did. Have you listened to my podcast at all? Have you ever seen my stand up act? Do what I really not just admit it if I didn't? I mean, this is the 276th episode. I'm going to it's going to be four years near the end of October that I've been doing this. If I did something gross to myself, I would just admit it because the crap would be funny. But I didn't. And it's weird, too. And, and, I, and, I, and I try to figure out why that actually happened, why I look at the porno film for, for like five seconds every once in a while, well, five minutes every once in a while. And then I go eh, and just turn it off. And I think I remember. And I think it happened quite a while ago. I was st- I think I was still in my 20s and between uh, maybe like 19 all the way up to about 35. I always had a girlfriend. There would there would be periods of time between the girlfriends, but not long. And because, you know, I was like, why, why should I sit here and like mourn the relationship? Uh, 
all that long. It's not like I'm trying to get married next. I just want to have a, a lovely lady to enjoy her company and jump on top of. So why should I wait like a year between hell no? So I'd wait a little while and I go, oh, I'm time to find another girlfriend that didn't work out. That's a shame. So I was always in that mode. So when I was in my 20s, I remember as a comic, I was always traveling and traveling and traveling and traveling. And there would be times I would be we be without the girlfriend. And at the time, you know, nobody was carrying laptops around. There were no cell phones. All you had was magazines and all that kind of crap. So it wasn't, you know, and, and, I, and I refused to pay money in a hotel room for softcore pornography. I refused to do that crap. First of all, I didn't. Everybody knows that everybody engages in self-love, but you don't want necessarily people to know when you're doing it. They kind of have an idea you're doing it, but in the abstract, but they don't necessarily need to know the moment you're doing it. I would hate to go downstairs and have and, it's, and you know, damn well, if I did that, there'd be some really cute girl and I'd be talking to her. You know, I'd be doing the boy girl thing. Hey, girl, be, 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 be. I'd be trying to get to, to talk to the lady and everything like that. And then OK, you had up. Oh, you didn't even touch the mini bar. That's very good. I mean, I know I'm not supposed to say this, but it's really good because the stuff of the mini bar is just, just too expensive. Okay. Ass Raiders. Big Black Booties. Blasian Mills. Oh, okay. And then she'd hand you the receipt with like tongs or something or throw it at you because she didn't want to accidentally touch you behind. She didn't want to touch you at all. And she's looking at you going, I know exactly what you were doing from nine o'clock to nine twenty, from ten twin ten twenty to ten forty, from eleven to twelve. Eleven to twelve, really, dude? You disgust me. And then she'd spit on you. Right in your face, and then she'd go on a loudspeaker. This guy was getting it on with himself three times last night. That sick bastard. Excuse me, dear doorman, do me a favor. Make sure you hold the door open for him. Do not let him accidentally touch the doors. And when he gets on the other side of the doors, kick him in the ass because I want him to roll off of the property as quickly as possible because he's a disgusting bastard. Okay, it wouldn't be that bad, but it would have feel that bad. So I never did that. The only time I broke down like that was one time. I was in my hometown. Yeah, I was in my hometown at the time. And my girlfriend, who I was getting it on with regularly, left for two weeks. Right? And I'm like, ah. I was used to getting it on on a regular basis. I was used to jumping on top of this beautiful chocolate sister on a regular basis. And now she's going to be gone for two weeks. Oh. And I'm not the cheating type of guy. So I already know two weeks. Oh. Two weeks. Uh, two weeks no two weeks is a long time oh. it made me long back to the days when I was 12 or 13 years old 12 or 13 years old when I didn't care what anybody thought and I didn't have to wait for a girlfriend to come back because I wasn't having sex at that point anyway I was have okay I wasn't having sex with other people I was getting it on with myself Right. But there was no porno when I was 12 or 13 years old or 11. There was no porno back then. There was nothing but the Sears catalog. And you can't be alone with the Sears catalog. And it's kind of gross to do stuff and look at the Sears catalog because, you know, your, your, your parents or your sisters and brothers have to touch that catalog. And even though you want to take care of yourself, you don't want to be disgusting. So what you have to do, you have to do what you have to do is you have to find something and burn it into your mind for later on. Burn it into your mind that you can use later on to get it on with yourself and what did I choose? I'll tell you what I chose, my friends. Three's Company and Charlie's Angels, but mostly Three's Company. See, three, Charlie's Angels was cool. But even when I wanted to get it on with myself, I tended to be a contrarian. And I was a little boy at the time, you know, and, I, and, and then, when I, then when I was in syndication, I was like, everybody else loves that. And everybody else loves Chrissy on Three's Company. But I like Janet. If you watched an episode of Three's Company from the 70s, have you watched that? You notice when the show came on, they always glammed up Suzanne Summers, a.k.a. Chrissy, and Dowdy Down, Joyce DeWitt, a.k.a. Jan Janet. They always did that. But somehow, two seasons in, maybe three seasons in, I'm telling you, somebody looked at Joyce DeWitt and said, you do realize she's pretty and her body's incredible, right? And they must have gone, yeah, what the hell were we thinking? I mean, Suzanne Summers hot as hell, but Joyce DeWitt, damn. 
She's like a secret weapon. Everybody's been drooling over uh, Suzanne Summers for a while. It's like we can now slip in the second hot babe and we're going to do some stuff. Because all of a sudden the season starts and she's all of a sudden she's wearing tops with no bra and she's got on the tight jeans and I'm 12 years old and I know I want I know exactly what I want to do now I know what ain't going to happen but I know what I want to do with that woman right now and and, and I know I can't do it with that woman but I can imagine doing with that with, with, with that woman and doing stuff to myself so 12 and 13 year old me is watching reruns of Three's Company and I'm like I'm looking at the Sears catalog like haha you had your shot loser go sell some tough skins to some Somebody. I got pictures of Janet in my mind and I'm going to take care of myself thinking about Joyce DeWitt's delicious breasts and delicious buttocks. And that's exactly what I did. You know, but the show came on once a week, you know, when it's in syndication, all of a sudden it's on every day now. So, you know, now that I'm older and I'm actually doing stuff to myself, now the show's on like three times a day. And then one disgusting week they had a threes company marathon on and for some strange reason every episode was from the joyce dewitt tight shirt tight pants period every damn episode so now instead of having one picture of joyce dewitt in a tight shirt and, and the chest yummies and the tight pants and all of that crap now i had a whole 12 o'clock to eight o'clock at night picture after picture after picture nothing but Joyce DeWitt's hotness and, 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 and that, that, that was too much for little 12 year old me that was just too damn much that's like that, 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 that was just too much you know because when you had the one episode you could you know take care of yourself you know a couple of times a week maybe maybe you know but when you got a whole bunch of episodes back to 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 back that's not only thing that's back to 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 back you take care of yourself back to 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 back and i damn near deformed myself and that was horrible. So that's the first bad memory of doing stuff with yourself. Now we go back to when I was 20 and the girl's away for two weeks, two weeks. Oh, I was really crazy about her. And we jumped on top of each other all the time. Oh, beautiful sister. And I'm in my 20s, early 20s. Oh, two weeks. Oh. And I'm saying, you know what? I don't want to cheat on her, but I'm so used to getting it on on a regular basis that I, 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 I want to take care of him. I got I to gotta do it at least a couple of times to calm myself down so I don't do something stupid. But then I remembered myself at 12 and it was like, oh, damn, 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 deformed myself over them Three's Company episodes about 10 years ago. This is just, I can't do that. That's, I mean, I got to calm down. I don't want you. Know, I don't want to start. You know, I don't want to be like a crack addict where you have one little taste of that and then all of a sudden you overindulge yourself and she comes by and she goes, why is that shape like the inside of your hand? How many times did you do it? I don't want to, I don't want to have that embarrassing moment, nor that I wouldn't have somebody in the ER going, really, dude, you could have let it go once. I don't want to hear that crap. And so I'm just, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm trying to figure out, should I do this? It was a dilemma. I'm trying to guilt myself out and, and say, you can be strong, damn it, be strong. It's two weeks. It's not like she's breaking up with you or anything like that. And then she keeps calling and saying all sorts of sweet crap. And I'm going, great. Now I don't just want to jump on top of you for the physical stuff. And now all of a sudden you're ramping it up by being a sweetheart. This is incredible. This is it sucks. Cause she's going to do that on the first day, which means it's still a whole full two weeks before she gets back and I can jump on top of her. It sucks. Then I go look at the calendar and I realize, oh, this is, this is just great. When she comes back, she's going to be on a period. So now it's going to be three freaking weeks. This sucks. I, I was barely able to handle the fact that it was going to be two weeks. But now that I know it's going to be three damn weeks. Who this stinks. This, this whole month is going to stink. It was great for the first week. because We got it on in anticipation of her leaving an extra few times. You know, and now it all sucks. But the thing is, I almost did it, man. I was I was about to take care of business, right? And for old time's sake, I recorded a couple of episodes of Three's Company. 
It wasn't even from Janet's hot period. I was just like, I know you're hot underneath there. I'll take what I can get. I know this is one of the part of the show where they try to dowdy you down, but I know what's under there. It's just like when you have your girlfriend there, you know that delicious body is underneath there, but she's wearing these baggy ass crap, you know, this dirty ass shirt that she pulled. She's been out and you normally you wouldn't like those outfits, but you know what's under there. And even though it don't look that hot when you're looking at it, you know what's underneath there. It was kind of like that. And I was about to take care of business, but there was something in my mind. And I don't know what where this came from, but I started thinking about relatives that had passed. And as I sat there, I started thinking, okay, uh, this is stupid. I mean, I have access to adult stuff now, but for old times' sakes, I'm gonna go back to, to Joyce DeWitt stuff. But the, but I started thinking about relatives that had passed. Is there really a heaven? Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Now, the relatives and friends that are in hell, I don't care what they think. But I got to have at least a couple of relatives that are in heaven. Even relatives that I've never met, like my great-grandmother. I never met my great-grandmother. If I did, it was an infant, but I don't remember her. I just remember her from pictures. And I'm imagining her up there going, look at my little grand great-grandson. He's a successful comedian. He's in great shape. He's in there. He's great. And he's, he's just at national TV. And he's and he's very popular. He's, the shows are sold out. And he's got a beautiful girlfriend. And what the hell is he doing? This is, oh, my God, you disgusting bastard. Never mind the fact that when I was 12 or 13, I damn near deformed myself over a, a Three's Company marathon. But that's okay. She would probably just go, well, he was 12 or 13 years old. That's, you know, he's a boy and a son. But, but you're a grown-ass man. And you're about to deform yourself over the same stuff that you damn near deformed yourself over 10 years earlier. You disgust me. I should come back down there and punch you in the throat for disgusting you big disgusting bastard. And I just imagine all of my ancestors and relatives looking down at me going oh my god. We had so much hope for him. Look at all that talent. Look at what he's doing to these audiences. He's probably going to be very successful and now he's sitting there on the edge of the bed looking at an episode of Three's Company and not even the good, sexy episodes of Three's Company. He settled for the earlier episode of Three's Company when Janet wasn't even wearing anything that good. Not only did you settle for, not only you have low standards for what you're about to do to your disgusting self. Not only that, but we, 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 even though we're all dead, we still don't want to see your junk. Who the hell wants to see your relative junk? I mean, come on, man. This is, this is gross. And I just sat there and I said, I can't do this. I can't do it. I have a feeling there's dead relatives looking at my junk right now. And I can't do this. I, I, I turned off the tape and I said, I'm not doing it. I'm going to wait till she's back. That's what I'm going to do. Damn it. I'm going to wait till she's back. And it was difficult. It was very, 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 very difficult to wait till she came back. But I made it. I didn't touch nothing. And I was a good guy. And then to, when she comes back and we had, I had to wait another five days because her friend was in town, a.k.a. she was on her period. But that's OK. I loved there was a person and there was that I waited and then you know, and, and, and then, of course, uh, the period was over. And then we, I jumped on top of her as much as possible. Those two things sit around in my head right now. That's why whenever, I, even if I see a porno film, when it comes on, all I can think about is 12-year-old S and how he damn near deformed himself to Joyce DeWitt wearing a tank top or something on Three's Company and how 22-year-old S or 21, whatever age I was, was was willing to deform himself to, use, to, 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 to Joyce DeWitt, even though it wasn't even the Joyce DeWitt episodes that were the ones that I, the, the young the young younger younger me almost performed himself too and i said i can't do that that is absolutely disgusting you know gross so i turned off the porn i said i'm not gonna this is just dumb yeah i'm not hard up for dates i can get a date anytime i want to you know and i'll find a nice lady and then, and then jump on top of her i'm not doing weird crap to myself that's just dumb and gross I put the I took the laptop screen and I put it down. I said, "This is come on." I still got this popcorn. I'm just, just going to watch some TV, and I turn on the TV, and uh, Beast Company was on. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you, it was a a double header episode. Beast Company it was a 
it was it was it was from the hot Joyce DeWitt period. It was it was actually two of the episodes where she was dressed in a way that was ridiculously provocative. And even as an older guy, I was like forty five at the time. I, I still looked at the screen and I went. Uh, I had my DVD recorder and I accidentally tripped and pushed the play button. I mean, the record button. I accidentally did that. And then it didn't do anything because I hadn't put a disc in. So I ran down the steps, jumped into the car, drove to the store, bought a blank DVD, drove back to the house, came back upstairs, put the DVD in, realizing, realizing that I missed the end of the first episode. And then I accidentally pressed the button and recorded the second episode. You know, and that's what happened. You know, and then when the episode was over, I said, oh, man, I can't believe I, what did I record that for? I didn't even know the DVD recorder uh, was still working because it was an old DVD recorder and I, I didn't know it still worked. And, you know, so, you know, <clears throat> so that, you know, so that's, uh, that's uh, yeah. but, but that, that's as far as it went. Uh, I just, uh, that's as far as it went. I was like, no, dude, you came real close to doing something that was embarrassing you know, I don't still have the feeling that there's dead relatives watching me or anything like that. But, you know, I have to have to have some kind of self-control and um, and make sure that it's just. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Thomas. Yeah. It's the doctor. I'm here. Oh, OK. Uh, come on in, doc. Yeah. All right. Uh, what seems to be the problem? Uh, What's with the microphone? Are you, are you recording your popular podcast in my office? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really kind of a busy guy, so sometimes I have to take my recording equipment and record my pot my uh, my podcast while I sit down in a robe in the emergency room. Um, so, uh, okay, what's the problem? I I really would rather not discuss the problem. I would rather just show you the problem and not discuss the problem. All right, uh, let's see. Whoa. <laughs> Oh my God! They would. What did you do to your junk? Uh, of course, doctor. I'm here actually for my knee problem, because what you're looking at right now is my knee, not what you just said. Uh, obviously, you're trying to be funny for the podcast, but just you know, you you let me handle the humor, doc. Okay. <laughs> Good Lord, man! I mean, this 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 looks like when a kid has some taffy. And he holds on to it too long, and you see that it looks like you got finger imprints. In the, the <laughs> yes, I, I was holding on to my knee a little too hard, Doc. My knee, Doc. And um, and that's the, the, that because we're talking about my knee, Doc. Yeah, okay, well, let me check your balls under your knee here to see whether or not you hurt them as well. Whoa. Oh, uh, you did a little damage to the balls under your knee as well. Look, uh, what you really need to do is, look, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to write you a prescription and I'm going to give you some ice. I don't want you to, I don't want you to apply it directly to your knee or anything like that. But I would just say, whatever you do, don't walk on your knee or your balls for another week or so and everything should be fine. Uh, you just kind of, you know, did, I mean, this is not permanent damage to your knee or the balls underneath your knee. I would just say just leave your, your knee and your balls alone for a while. It'll probably take about a week or so to be sore for a while. But, uh, Mr. Thomas, whatever you do, I mean, I can understand it's a natural thing to um, use your knee <clears throat> you know, and everything like that. But I, I would just say moderation is the key. I mean, I mean, you're, what are you, in your 40s? Yes, I'm in my 40s. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I mean, you're not married or anything? No, I'm not married. I mean, good Lord. I mean, I've only seen this a couple of times before in my life. It was like a, there was this kid who was about 13 years old, maybe 12 or 13 years old. And he came in here by himself, didn't even bring his parents. He said something about uh, watching Three's Company and taking care of we <laughs> yeah. My podcast audience doesn't need to, need to hear anything about that because... You know the, that that's not important. Uh, <clears throat> let's just get back to discussing my knee here. Yeah, your balls too. Uh, listen, just like I said, just take it easy. Wear wear loose fitting clothing. Use the salve I'm gonna give you, okay? And your uh, knees and your balls will be fine. 
but whatever you do when everything goes back to normal just just be just be careful okay don't use your knee so viciously okay have some restraints all right okay doc i will definitely not uh, pound my knees <clears throat> or your balls or it just my knees uh as, as, as badly as I, as I as i did this particular time all right uh the nurse is going to bring in your prescriptions and then you can go uh i just want to let you know right now um you're going to hear some laughing when you walk out of the room but it has nothing to do with you whatsoever <laughs> okay doc you, you can go now all right you're gonna uh, I, then just I, I'll take all the equipment. I just gotta take the equipment down and end the. <sighs> anyway, folks. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, my knee is fine. Is doing fine now. Um, you know, I decided I needed to stop with the knee, working my knee so good and, and stuff like that. And um, and uh, so, what are you laughing at? You in Canada? You 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 think this is funny? Damn it. Hey, hey, Australia, I know you ain't laughing. Don't act like you do. Am I America? Really? I thought I'm from here, man. What's Damn. Y'all some cold asses, man. All my three biggest audiences. Y'all laughing at me and everything. I can't. The bad part about it is this new look at your audience, laugh at you while you do disgusting stuff to yourselves app. And I have a feeling I should not have put that on my phone. Uh, so I just want to let you know that uh, I got to go now and uh, let my knee heal because I'm definitely talking about my knee and the balls beneath my knee. I need to let them heal up a little bit and uh, F y'all judging me like y'all never did nothing. Segment over. Let me ask you guys a question. If you had a choice, because um, I've heard you know, the phrase moments of greatness. Would you want to have a moment of greatness? Would you want to? It's just a thought experiment. I was wondering about that, you know, because it, it implies that greatness is something that you can't get to regularly and that it's a fleeting moment. You only get a taste of the top or it's so irregular that you can't count on it. Moments of greatness. It's really weird to think about that, right? Because I remember when I started doing stand-up comedy, I know what it was like to be good. I know what it was like to be really good and very good and moving up and up the ladder and moments of greatness. And then it got to the point where I was able to control the instrument and I was able to be at my best the vast majority of times. But it took years to learn how to do that. But what if I only had moments of greatness <laughs> and it was never actually knew what it was like to be great on stage, you know, and I thought about that and it's like. Would you rather not have the moment or and never experience that? Or would you just like to have a little taste of it? And, and, and when you think about it as a thought experiment, everybody goes, well, yeah, I'd like to have a little taste of that. But if you really think about it, if you never actually achieve, achieve greatness skill wise of what you're going to do or what you're trying to do. It's almost kind of cruel to get the moment of greatness if you really, really think about it. You know. And this is, I'm going to take you all the way back to the 80s in Philadelphia, where young me was learning his craft as a stand up comedian. Now, at this point, it was about a year in and I'm making my I'm, I'm making money now. I'm a professional at this point. And then another year goes by two years in. I'm a professional at this point, solidly. So I'm really good at my job. And I'm watching other performers and you just you support all the other performers, you know, early in your career. Nobody's really competing against each other. And later in your career, you're not really competing. In, I'm not competing against anyone else at anyone at this point. I'm just doing my thing. And earlier on, I wasn't competing against anybody else because I was still learning my craft. This is in the learning my craft phase. And I'm, and I'm but I'm good at this point. So I'm watching the guy and this has been two years in the game and. When you get good at something, you've been good for a long period of time, even if it's just two years, you expect a certain outcome. I expected to walk on the stage, pick up the mic, talk for a half an hour or whatever, or 45, depending on the amount of time I had on stage. And they were going to laugh all the way through and I was going to walk off. It wasn't an arrogance to that. It was the fact that that's what was happening. And if that's what's, what continues to happen, you expect that the same way 
you know, with whatever job you have, if you're a carpenter and you, you, you build something, you know how to do this and you expect I'm going to make this cabinet. You know, you're going to make the cabinet. You're not going, I wonder if I can do it. You've done it before. You've done it hundreds of times. You've done it hundreds of times and people have paid you for it. So, you know, you can do it. There's no arrogance there. It's just a fact. So I'm watching this cat and this guy has never gotten laughs. I mean, not even, I mean, I mean, people wouldn't even give this dude pity laughs. And it wasn't like he was an unlikable person. It wasn't like everybody hated his guts. We actually kind of liked the guy. You know, you know, you have that lovable loser type person that hangs around you. There's nothing really wrong with the dude, but he's pursuing something that's just not going to happen. It's like a four foot 11 guy deciding, hey, I'm going to be the slam dunk champion. No, you're not. It's not going to happen. First of all, you're 4'11". Second, you're 45. Third, you got two bad knees. And fourth, come on. And fifth and eighth and 28th, stop it. <laughs> right? That's how he was when he came to doing stand-up. But nobody was going to discourage him. Because hey, who knows? He might be one of those people that gets on stage sucks, 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 and sucks, and sucks, and one day figures it out and turns great, right? <laughs> that doesn't happen. So he's just bombing painfully. And like I said, we like this dude. He's a lovable type cat, but it's just, it's, it's like watching somebody, like it's like watching somebody hold a puppy in their hand and pimp slap it. It's like, stop pimp slapping the puppy. Hey, I'm not hurting the puppy. I'm just pimp slapping the puppy. I know, but we, it, it hurts us to see you pimp slap the puppy. I'm not done pimp slapping this puppy. How much time does he have on stage? Five minutes. I'm going to pimp slap this puppy for five minutes. Get Shut up, puppy. That's what it was like watching this guy on stage. He was a puppy getting pimp slapped. Oh, and he didn't want to tell him to not go on stage, but he, oh. And you could see he was becoming more and more dejected and more and more beaten down. And there was nothing we could do about it. I mean, he's hanging out with us and every all of us are really great comics. All of us were, except this guy could get nothing. I mean, and there were times when he would be on stage and it would be all of us would be on before him. And he'd see my this guy going, yeah, another guy, yeah, another guy, yeah, another guy, yeah, I'd go on, yeah, another guy, yeah, he'd go on. And there would be crickets in the back going, I'm not making sounds. I don't even think he deserves the sound of us rubbing our legs together. I'm not doing it. That's how bad the bastard was. If funny was on a scale of one to ten or zero to ten, his punk ass would be someplace in the negative file so far away. You'd need the Hubble telescope to find the spot that you'd have to set up to set up the Hubble telescope again to find the number. That's how bad he was. I like to exaggerate about things. <laughs> F y'all. And he was just about to give it the hell up. He was just about to get out of the game. He was just about to just stop doing it. And we felt bad about it because we liked his company. Like I said, lovable guy. We enjoyed hanging out with him. We liked him. And we were going, man, when he leaves, he's never going to come by comedy again. Because comedy has beaten him down. The puppy has been pimp slapped, pimp slapped and pimp slapped. When he leaves comedy, we're never going to see him again. And that's a shame. I said, you know what, look, man, if he just decides to quit. I mean, should we like have like a take, you know, take him out to the bar or whatever and like, you know, uh, have like a I mean, I don't know, know if we should have like a farewell party for him because I, I don't want him to think that we're mocking his ass because we know damn well once he leaves, we're never going to see him again. But maybe we could have like a farewell party for him. That's not really a farewell party for him. You know what I mean? Because like I said, he's going to leave us. Let's, you know, let's just take him out and hang out with him and everything cool and spend a little extra time with him. Because like I said, we're never going to see his ass again when he leaves. And he goes on stage and it's a big packed house, packed house. And it's an audience that's just awesome. Sometimes you walk on stage and the audience is so into the show. They love being there so much. They love comedy. They're having a great time. Even if you're already a good comic and you were going to get laughs anyway, it's just that the energy level is so high that it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to describe. So we go on. Yeah. And now there's like standing ovations, you know, I mean, in the middle of your set, people chanting your name. It's just it was just this awesome audience. And it was incredible and great and incredible. And we're going this audience. And I said, I said, you know what? It's going to be great. He's going to go on there. He's going to have a, a good set. And then he go that they, they bombed his ass off.
And just imagine that. People were going nuts over people who had been on stage twice. And another thing happened. <laughs> yeah, another thing happened. Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cough. Yeah. He coughed. Yeah. I mean, it was. <laughs> I just walked on. How you guys doing? Like, yeah. He speaks English. Yeah. Hola. Yeah. He speaks Spanish. Yeah. That guy didn't even talk yet, but he's wiping his eyes. Yeah. That's what the crowd was like. But him. That's what the room sounded like. 400 people. He's on stage for five minutes and he gets this. Five straight minutes of this. Right. So we, we, his friends, we try to try, you know, we try to get, you know, you, you take a, you have a, a collection plate on top, well, not a collection plate, but like a, a tip jar on top of a piano or a tip jar on top of a counter. And you put your own dollar in, or maybe a friend of yours throws a dollar in there to make sure that people go, oh, well, let's, you know, well, somebody's already started the thing. Let's put a dollar in too, because we feel guilty and we're going to put a dollar in. So we tried to put a couple of laughs in his laugh jar. We're up there <laughs> and then, 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 then no one was buying it. It was almost as if 400 people looked up at us like, really? We just saw you on stage. We know your comics and he's a comic. We know you're trying to get us to laugh at this bastard. He ain't funny. You guys were funny. Shut up. And another thing, guys. So blah, 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 blah. You know, my wife is uh, crazy, man. I tell you, she did this, that, and the other. Hey, let's talk about what's in the news today. You know, the president did this, that, but, 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 but. Oh, man, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. What do you do for a living? No, seriously, you can talk. What are you, what are you doing for a living? I work. Where do you work? My job. You're not going to give me anything I can work with, are you? Absolutely not. Okay, um... Oh, boy, 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 boy. Uh, he looks at his watch. He's only been on stage 35 seconds. <laughs> and it's like, oh, the puppies. Now the puppy's not only getting pimp slapped. You can see the person that's pimp slapping the puppy has now got on brass, brass knuckles and he's popping the puppy in the nose. Take that, your puppy. Uh, he's waterboarding the puppy. <laughs> Give us the secrets, puppy. <laughs> Right. He's got the puppy in a back alley. Somebody's holding his paws open and a big guy's lowing. He's working the puppy's ribs. <laughs> Take that puppy. That's what it's like. Damn it. Five minutes. Five. And I've got, I got to give it to him. He stayed up for the whole five minutes. I mean, I got to hand it to him. I got to hand it to him. He did take that ass whooping for five minutes. And that's my time. Good night, everybody. They didn't even give him applause when he walked off the stage. Oh. And there's some poor slob in the back, some poor slob in the back. And he goes on next and the audience is quiet and he walks on the stage. How you guys doing tonight? Yeah, how you doing tonight? Two and two is four. Yeah, he knows math. This guy, I'm like, oh my God. I said, this has got to be it. He's knee is not. I wanted to go downstairs with my friends and grab him and you know take him out, try to cheer him up. But he got the hell out of there. He got the hell out of Dodge. He was gone. Oh no. And I felt bad. I said, we'll never see him again. I was wrong. The next week he comes back. And then we're back to a normal audience. Not that super duper audience like that. It was like a normal good audience. We all go on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go on. Yeah. People after me. Yeah. And he goes on stage and he has this look in his face. He has this look in his face like, oh, this is going to be my last time. And we're all looking at him like, God, I can't believe he came back after that, man. Good Lord, man. I just, you got to give it to him. He stayed on stage with that ass whooping. And now he came back after that ass whooping to the same place that gave him an ass whooping. And this crowd isn't even as, as overly hyped as the last crowd. I can't believe this bastard even showed back up. But all right, here he goes. And we all walked out of the room. We're like, he's going to get this ass whooping. I can't. I want to support him, but I can't. I can't watch the I can't watch the puppy get beat with a stick. I just can't do it. And we walk outside, and we're sitting outside. Now, when you walk outside of this particular room, the door would close, and it was a thick door, so you couldn't really hear what was going on. The only time you heard what was going on in the room was when a waitress would walk in and out, or an audience member would walk in and out when the door would open, and you would you, you couldn't really hear anything. So we're sitting there, and we know he's on stage. 
And it's like, oh, God. Anyway, I'm sitting there going, I said, no, we got to do this goodbye party for him tonight. I mean, it's not, we're not going to make it look like a goodbye party, but we're going to spend some extra time with him tonight. We're going to be real nice to him. But he, 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 we, okay, we, we're going to pick up the check for him if he'll allow us to. Because if, after that ass whooping from last week, and this and the, 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 this is like the coup de grace tonight. He's not coming back after this. I mean, this is this is just it. He, he, so we we, we agree. Yeah, we're gonna do it for me, yeah, man. Because he, 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 we can't let we can't let him go out like that. Yeah, man, we cannot let him go out like that. And one of the waitresses comes out, and the door opens. <sighs> door closes. Huh? I said, like, "Oh my God!" He just jumped off the stage real quick, and the next guy went on. I mean, oh, this is. This is bad. I mean, I mean, I mean, he took that ass open last week. He stayed up for the whole five minutes. If if I hear him laugh now, that means he got off the stage after thirty seconds. So he, he's definitely not going to come back. Waitress goes, waitress goes back in. Yeah. Door opens and closes. I'm going on. Let me see who's on. Whoever's on the smashing. I open up the door and Sir No Funny, Mister No Funny's on stage and he's just smashing this room. He's smashing the room as good as we smashed the room. And we, I said, and I walk back out of the room and they're all like, "Who's on?" I said, "You ain't gonna believe me when I tell you who." No, yeah, come on in. You got to see this shit. They all walk in. He's on stage. Same lame ass jokes. The jokes were lame. The jokes sucked, but the audience loved him for some reason. I think they may have been watching him thinking he's doing an act of being a bad comic. You know, sometimes people will do, will play a person that's that's weird and they're doing a character. They probably thought he was doing a character of a guy that's not that funny and they were eating it up. Well, this guy's, it's ironic how unfunny this guy is because he's so funny because he's making it a point not to be funny. I get what he's doing. That's brilliant. This genius. <laughs> so we go up to the balcony. We're looking down at him and he's down there and he's smashing this place. And the person that normally would give the guy a light, give a person a light at, at four minutes to let you know you had five minutes on stage. I look, we look over to the sound booth and the guy just puts his hands up like, I don't know what the fuck this is. All right. And I'm, we're looking at the clock and it's like four minutes and 50 seconds. And I, and I looked at him. I like, said, did you give him the light yet? And he went, nope. And I, and I said, you're going to give him the light? He goes, nah, let him, let him enjoy this shit. So, <laughs> right? But the thing is, he never done five minutes on stage. He doesn't even have that much material. I think he he did all the material he had, which was about seven minutes. And that's my time. Good night. Yeah. He walks off the stage, walked off the stage triumphant. He was happy. I was happy for him. I was happy for him. We were all happy for him. Then we realized, just like I told I told the story of this happening to somebody else who was never got last, but got last. And you, were, I was happy for him. And it was the same thing. This was the first time it happened. And we were happy for him, but we knew that this was an absolute aberration. We knew this was his moment of greatness, moment of greatness. We knew it was never going to happen again. And as bad as it is to not get any last for a couple of years in a row and bomb your ass off the worst bomb you've ever had. Five minutes of absolute silence, absolute silence and come back the next week and smoke the place out. Uh, you. Oh, it was a moment of greatness and we're going as great as it is that he had this moment. It's like a guy walking down the street with a lottery ticket, with a lot with a bag in it. And he thinks he's got a lot of money in it, but he doesn't realize there's like a bomb in there. And as soon as he goes home and opens it up, it's going to blow up his whole house. That's what this is like, because he now knew what it felt like to be on stage and blow a place out for seven minutes. But it was never going to happen again. And. Oh. We were, and normally when it was between weeks at this particular club we were looking forward to it and I had all these great new jokes I had tried out in some bars and I wanted to try it out in the club and if it passed the club test I was going to put it into my permanent act and I was excited about that but there was a part of me that knew the massacre that was going to happen the next week and we all they were, we were caught my other comics who were actually good were calling each other like oh man it's like you know what's going to happen to him. I'm like, yeah, said, it was bad enough when he bombed his ass off having, but he had been used to, to bombing his ass off, but to bomb your ass off, smoke a place out and then go back and bomb your ass off again. Oh no. So we go back to the club and it's another really, really excited audience. Another one of those super duper audiences. Another one of those audiences. Two and two is four. Yeah. Three and three is six. Yeah. Another one of those. And we of course all go on and smoke the place out. And then he goes on and now he's going on with confidence. Now he's going on knowing what it's like to get laughs. And now he's going on knowing what it's like to get laughs. And now he's got, he's on stage in front of an audience that's giving up super duper laughs. And he walks on stage. How you guys doing tonight? Yeah. Oh, good. They, 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 they were being receptive in the beginning. And then he starts telling his jokes. And, and another thing happened. There. 
And then, and then, and then my wife. And then, and then, next joke, next joke, next joke, next joke. Same response. And now we're going, oh no, now the puppy went from getting pimp slapped to work over into an alley. Now the puppy's heading towards the sharp blades of a wood chipper. Oh, I definitely don't want to see this shit. And we took him out that night after that. And we we, we, we paid for him. Said, no, nah, man, no, we got this one. You know, we got this one. Right? You know, we all had that look on it. it like, yeah, we all, we had, he must have looked, we must have, I was looking at the other people's faces around the table as we're trying to cheer him up, knowing we're never going to see him again. And we all had the look on our faces. And I probably had the same look on my face. I'm looking at my friends, looking at him, and I'm looking at them, and they're looking at me, and I'm looking at them. And everybody had the same look on their faces that you have when your relative is really sick and going in for life saving surgery. It's like, yeah, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, we all high five him and hug him and he's looking at us and he has that look on his face like he's going in for life-saving surgery and he walks out of the bar and we never saw his ass again he had a moment of greatness and that's all he had was a moment and that's why i asked you is it great do you want to have that moment or do you just want to not have that moment? Because having a moment of greatness has got to suck if you can't. Because if you have a moment of greatness and it leads to you becoming great, you feel that moment of greatness and go, hey, this is what I'm capable of. Then you can tap into it and work for it and you gradually approach it or quickly approach it. And you get to that level and you achieve that greatness skill wise. And it's great. And you feel great. That moment of greatness was like a was like an on switch. It was like a it was like awareness. It was like a gift. I used it and I became great. This is awesome. Or it's like somebody dangling a carrot in front of you. It lets you take one little bite and they yank that crap away. A moment of greatness has got to be like somebody saying, yes, I know you've been broke your entire life. Yes, you struggled your entire life. Yes, your prospects of becoming rich are ridiculous. You, you work at this job and you can't leave this job because if you leave this job, you're done. You're going to lose your house or whatever. You can't leave this job. You can't even afford to take a shot at your dreams because you've just been beaten down by life. But you know what? What I'm going to do, I'm going to let you be a multi-millionaire. Yay! But you're only going to be a multi-millionaire for 30 minutes and you're stuck in traffic. You can do whatever you want for the 30 minutes. You have the powers of a multi-millionaire <laughs> for 30 minutes and you're stuck in traffic. Oh, the traffic report today, this is really incredible. We have a special 31-minute traffic delay especially for people who were just given the powers of a millionaire and have it for 30 minutes. So if you have the powers of a millionaire for 30 minutes, too damn bad, you're never going to be able to use them because that's what it's like. Imagine it'd be 30, 30 minutes and you can't even do anything about it. 30 minutes of, and, and you can't, you can't buy anything. You can't do anything. You get to look at the, you get to look at on your phone at your bank account that says $1.7 million. Yeah, I get to look at it. I get to see what it's like to be a millionaire for a minute. <laughs> this is great. I know what I'll do. I'll order something. That'll be, I'll order some stuff and it'll be great. Of course, by the time it gets to me, it will have already been past the 30 minutes and I won't actually be able to use what I ordered. <sighs> I'd rather have not had the money. And that's what that guy must have felt like. He might have been better if he never had that moment in his mind because he's like, damn it. I got a taste and just a taste. I got my appetite wet, but I can't do anything about it. I had a million dollars in my hand and I can't spend it. I can just get the feeling of being a millionaire for a minute. That's what that moment of greatness must have felt like for him. So I ask you that question, man. Ladies and gentlemen, my bastards, would you want to have that moment of greatness? Would you want to? I really want to know what you think. Would you have you ever had a moment of greatness and then you couldn't get it again? And you thought, oh, shit, I'd rather not have had this. You ever have a moment when somebody drives a really loud motorcycle? <laughs> when you're trying to record your podcast? <laughs> When my neighbor's got a, my neighbor bought a new motorcycle and he's like, <laughs> he's going up and down the block. The man's like 50 years old and his wife finally let him get a motorcycle. And I was like, I'm like, dude, calm down over there. All right. <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> if you ever had a moment of greatness, if you have, you know, just think about that. Would you want to have the moment? Or would you just rather not know what it's like to have that happen? Because in this thought experiment, you don't ever get it again. I don't know. Yeah, I had to get that. I had to get that by thought. Some uh, thought myself. I don't know. I wonder what you think.
let me know. You dig? Segment over. All right, folks, this has been episode number 276 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. Thank you very, very much for coming back. Thank you for your emails, for your kind words, for your direct messages. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for the love. I really do appreciate it, guys. You guys are the coolest bastards on the planet. And I got love for every last one of y'all. I really, really do. Thank you very, very much. The home of this podcast is the S. the S. Anthony Says podcast, which you're listening to right now. The home base is santhonysays.podbean.com. You can also go to santhonysays.com and I will direct you to, of course, the podcast links. And, of course, my blog that I've had since 2009 and I'm going to start using again. So if you want, if you can't, if you can't remember anything, just go to santhonysays.com on social media, on Twitter. There's two places for me. For me specifically is at S. Anthony Thomas. For this show is at S. Anthony Says. Um, I'm on Facebook. If you go, if you're on Facebook, just type into the, the block at the top, S. Anthony Says, and it'll come to my uh, verified page on Facebook so you know it's actually me. Please like that page. I'm going to start doing some interesting stuff there as well. Uh, this po- This podcast can be heard anywhere, man. I mean, I'm on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. Basically, if there's a podcatcher, I'm on it, baby. And it doesn't matter to me where you listen. Just make sure that you do and that you subscribe. Tell friends if you love this podcast. Tell your friends, drag their asses back and make them listen. Damn it. I command you. Rate this podcast wherever you're listening to it. If you're, on, if you're listening to this on iTunes, make sure you give me 27 stars and use the words genius and delicious to describe me. I would appreciate it. And also, it's true. <laughs> F y'all. And, uh, oh yeah, I'm also on the Instagram surprise enough. It's S Anthony Thomas and Snapchat S Anthony Thomas one. The email is talk to S Anthony at gmail.com. But if you, if you, uh, subscribe to the podcast, if you look into the notes of the podcast, all of the links that are pertinent to me in this podcast are actually there. And essentially all you have to do is click on them and they'll take you wherever you need to go. Okay. Much love to every last one of you bastards all over the world. I love you. I love every last one of you bastards. I do, I do, I do. And now on the count of three, I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And I know from your emails and your direct messages that you weird bastards actually say it with me. So we're all going to do it together. Are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out. Time.